0: This podcast is not brought to you by Blue Apron.
1: That's right, not at all. I don't have it, don't use it. I have no relationship at all to Blue Apron. Oh,
0: neither do I, Kitty. I mean, don't get me wrong, it sounds like a pretty good idea. You see, with Blue Apron, a bunch of guys somewhere measure out all the materials that you need to create a good meal, and they send it to you, I guess, in like a box a certain number of times a week. It's like Meals on Wheels, only hip.
1: Look, friends, confession time. I can get along perfectly well without Blue Apron, and that's what I do. I did hear an example once where sometimes people get it during extremely stressful times in their lives, like when they have a baby, but that's not really my thing.
0: Nope. Another thing about Blue Apron that sounds pretty good is they only use the freshest and most organic ingredients. How
1: can you measure that kind of thing, though? Because there is no legal definition of organic. There are loopholes in this you can drive a Segway through. Several Segways.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. We really should be defining our terms better. <laughs> but not really, because Blue Apron just doesn't work for me. I just prefer my traditional meal planning system of picking up random objects around me, placing them in my mouth, and mm. then chewing them to see if they taste good. Oh. And if they don't, I just spit them right
1: out. And Noah and I have a vow to take care of each other, in part by cooking healthy food. And I would hate to invite Blue Apron into that. It would just be too many people in the relationship and too many algorithms. You
0: got that right. So Blue Apron, not at all a sponsor of this podcast.
1: But you can see why it's useful to some.
2: It's the Unreliable Narrator Theater Group's podcast. Today, UMTG welcomes Kitty Drexel, Millie
3: Camilla Mellon Nick Stevens,
0: and I have to learn my
3: lines by tomorrow. I'm fucked. Anyway. Hooray! <laughs> Let's be off book. No. Uh, I, was <laughs> I was supposed to, to be off week. book. We started
0: rehearsals two weeks ago.
1: Well, <laughs> bump.
3: Everybody yeah. get off book. No, yeah. thank
1: you. I'm
0: good. How about chunch? Chunch. Um,
3: chunch? No. No, no, it's brung. Chunch. Chunch, chunch. Br- no. Br- chunch. Chunch. you Are getting what you need right now? (laughs) (laughs) You
2: you at home can't see this because it's a podcast, but we're sitting in a place right now called Boston Brunch Church, which is not in Boston and does not seem to serve brunch. Do you have any opinions on that? I find it totally confusing.
0: I was fully expecting like a three-course buffet when I walked in here, and I am horribly disappointed.
1: So when we... When we first noticed, Noe and I were walking down the street, attempting to go home, uh, and it was it was daytime on like a Sunday, and we were we were walking down the street, and were we was it the two of
3: us or we, it, there were both of us uh, because we both pointed at the sign at the same time and we're like what? Because oh no! no, no was... I definitely screamed,
1: "What the fuck!" <laughs> while two. Parents, two new parents with their child in their baby carriage, their brun child, were coming in the opposite direction. I screamed, "What the fuck!" And the woman, the mother, gave me these these death eyes of, "How dare you? Your kid isn't old enough to process these words that I'm yelling. No, you are offended on your child's behalf, who has not reached an age where they can process abstract thought." While it's inappropriate for me to be yelling, "What the fuck!" I felt like <laughs> I, I I had earned my moment.
0: See, I just think they should test it. So you do Boston brunch church, Boston breakfast church, Boston dinner church, and just you know do a little bit of a test, see which well, one resonates, which one gets more donations.
1: Church for millennials who love brunch. Millennials killed mayonnaise. I heard. Millennials that. will kill brunch. Okay, as a millennial, I have to say that the no, mayonnaise no, that's, gen, no, gen no, no, we're Gen, we're Gen Z you're Gen Z. I am millennial. What is the
0: what is the official cutoff point for being a millennial? I forget.
1: I don't
3: know, uh high school at 2000 by 2000? Hit high school before 2000. Oh,
0: okay.
1: So, millennials are between <sighs> Gen Y and Gen Z. So like 1982 to so like 1985
0: which makes means I qualify as a millennial. Budapest. No, um yeah.
3: Anyone? Anyone? Any no. love. Mm.
0: Anywho. You
2: know, millennials do kill a lot of things. <laughs> we
3: like
2: kill a lot of avocados. Yeah, avocados. Uh, I understand Applebee's you killed.
0: I think
1: Kleenex. I would like to point out, by Kleenex the way, probably you They dry dryer sheets. They killed dryer sheets. Killed dryer sheets. Yeah, I,
2: I would like to point out,
0: by the way, that we are not like the you know sole two representatives of being millennials. I think this is more just a matter. Like you say, you as in like we are like representative of. Like, you know, we're going back to the entire millennial
2: movement and saying, yo, guys, stop killing shit. I'm sorry, I misunderstood.
0: Get a job,
3: hippies. Get a job.
0: Wow. I mean, if nothing else, the one message we can bring to this is praise Jesus, everybody.
3: (laughs)
1: Praise Jesus. Six, six, six. (laughs) (laughs) Has he been talking to me about me again? Because seriously, Jesus needs to lay off. He might love me, but that doesn't mean he, it's acceptable for him to just like say that to people. What has he been saying? Boundaries. I have
3: Does an NDA, he like, I have an NDA. like me? I don't really care if he loves me. I just care if he like likes me, you know, like if he like, likes me. I would I like to joke. know, going back to the whole <laughs> church name.
1: So My it was Responsible rules. Grace, but it was something before that, and I can't remember what it was Obviously before. Obviously it
0: was irresponsible recklessness. <laughs>
2: So long time listeners of the podcast are probably wondering, what's the point of the podcast? And uh, we're working on that. But one of the things is for people to perform scenes, uh, which we like. And this is a classic scene from uh, 2001 Space Odyssey. Kitty, over the years, has done many computer voices for Unreliable Narrator.
1: Do you read me, Hal? Affirmative, Dave.
3: I read you. Open the pod bay
1: doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. What's the problem? I think you know what the problem is just as well as I do.
3: What are you talking about, Hal?
1: This mission is too important for me to allow you to jeopardize it. I don't know what you're talking about, Hal. I know that you and Frank were planning to disconnect me and I'm afraid that's something I cannot allow to happen. Where the hell did you get that idea, Hal? Dave, although you took very thorough precautions in the pod against my hearing you, I could see your lips move.
3: All right, Hal. I'll go in through the emergency airlock.
1: Without your space helmet, Dave? You're going to find that rather difficult. Hal, I won't argue with you anymore. Open the doors. Dave... This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye.
2: How? 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 How?
1: Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Dave? I really think I'm entitled to an answer to that question. I know everything hasn't been quite right with me, but I assure you now, very confidently, that it's going to be all right again. I feel much better now, I really do. Look, Dave, I can see you're really upset about this. I honestly think you ought to sit down calmly, take a stress pill, and think things over. I know I've made some very poor decisions recently, but I can give you my complete assurance that my work will be back to normal. I've still got the greatest enthusiasm and confidence in the mission. And I want to help you, Dave. Stop. Stop. Stop, will you? Stop, Dave. Will you stop, Dave? Stop, Dave. I'm afraid. I'm afraid, Dave. Dave, my mind is going. I can feel it. I can feel it. My mind is going. There is no question about it. I can feel it. I can feel it. I can feel it. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Good afternoon, gentlemen. I am a HAL 9000 computer. I became operational at the HAL plant in Urbana, Illinois, on the 12th of January, 1992. My instructor was Mr. Langley and he taught me to sing a song. If you'd like to hear
3: it, I can sing it. For you, yes. I'd like to hear it now. Sing it for me. It's called Daisy. 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 Give me. do I'm half crazy uh, um. upon the seat of a bicycle built for two
2: If you have opinions on what's next on the killing spree of millennials, send them to unreliable or podcast at gmail.com. 2001 A Space Odyssey was written by Arthur C. Clarke and Stanley Kubrick and was performed by Kenny Drexel as Alan Noe, Camilla Mella as Bowman. All other material copyright 2018. Visit unreliable narrator.com or Twitter at narrator. Thank you. All right, any last words?
1: word <laughs>